It's Bud Pod one nine six. One nine six. Um. Can't. Uh, how are tricks? Ooh. How are tricks for twenty twenty three? Hello, everybody, and happy New Year. And sorry for our time away. I was in Malaysia in far flung Borneo. Yeah. How was that? Um, I, good. Catching up with the orangutans, swinging about with my old friends, <laughs> um, getting eaten by giant carnivorous plants. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, what else did I do? I swam with the sea turtles and laid eggs with them in the <laughs> sand. Um, I got caught in a a big net. Yeah. <laughs> in the sea. Yeah. Uh, by some Jap- by a Japanese whaling ship, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but fortunately, I was able to bite my way through through the net and save the rest of my marine friends. Yes, um, it was pretty <laughs> pretty eventful. It's busy Christmas and New Year. Yeah, really busy. I'm glad to be back. Is is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, almost didn't there for a bit. Almost got turned into blubber. Yeah, you almost got sold on the on the high end artisanal uh, meats market in Tokyo. Oh yeah, do you reckon you can buy r- rare meat on the dark web? Surely. Oh, that's a good. Surely you can buy. Can some... you buy like a whale's blowhole? Just a single blowhole. Just the blowhole. <laughs> Would you... I imagine <laughs> if you were really into the blowhole. They definitely assume you were going to fuck it. <laughs> That's the sort of thing. Do you it's expensive? Do you reckon a whale's blowhole is expensive? Definitely, because you can get whale legally in places <laughs> like Norway. Yeah, and Iceland. And Iceland. When I was in, when I was in, was I when I was in Iceland, there were restaurants with like a sign outside saying, "We serve puffin." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we serve puffin and whale. I've never looked at a puffin and gone like, mmm, and like rubbed my hands together. Yeah, it's too kind of pretty. I don't really want to eat anything pretty. It's not very appetizing. But they're not. They're also, they're not fat. Like a chicken just looks like a ball mm, of meat. That's right. So I can look at the chicken and go, yeah, I see what you're doing there. That's right. I see what this animal's about. Whereas a puffin, it just looks like... I can so easily imagine someone's like, oh, it tastes like a horrible combination of chicken and fish. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. The blowhole I'd would like definitely cost a lot. I like to crisp. Huh? I'd like to eat the puffin beak as a crisp. I think that'd be fun. Oh, like one of those massive sort of vegetable crisps you get. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you'd have an enormous bag of puffin beaks with a kind of puffin. <laughs> a puffin that's like the Cheetos cheetah. I'd love a bag of paprika puffin beaks. Yeah. That'd be delish. And the the Cheeto the Cheetos Cheetos kind of it's like the puffin has got like sunglasses and like trainers on, <laughs> and he's doing a big feather thumbs up, you know. Um, Sorry, just closing my door there. Um, yeah, and like in the cartoon, the puffin is eating puffin beaks with wearing yeah. sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of horrible ca- cannibalism, like you get often with pigs. Pigs and chickens and in all the mascots. Yeah, all yeah, all the all the all the meat mascots. 
But yes, so and thank you everyone for your patience over the last uh, festive fortnight. Yes. Sorry, I couldn't be with you and uh, big up Pierre for for filling in the gaps there. Um, it yeah the the the, the Wi Fi in, in Borneo is about as reliable as as you picture. It's getting better. It's getting better to be honest. It's getting all right. Um, what year of UK Wi Fi is it up to? I mean, I guess it depends on the region of the UK, but like London-wise, maybe five years ago. Oh, okay, that's not too. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, but but from time to time, it will just stop working, and it's one of those where you have to like you disconnect and you reconnect, and then it works. And he's like, "Well, what have I done here? Actually, well, what? Why has this fixed it? <laughs> why did, did this? Did have you to just happen? forget to be Wi-Fi?" Yeah, you, the Wi-Fi just gets distracted. <laughs> yeah, I've never understood that. That's very strange. Well, Sometimes, Pierre, yeah. um, you should turn it off and on again. Oh, yes. Satire. Well, it's a golden age for satire now, Phil, with all the royal family shit. Did you get much of that coverage? Did you, do you, do you, when you're in Malaysia, here's a question. Do you stay in touch with the news? From the UK and everywhere that's not Malaysia, or do you just have Malaysian news, or do you just cut out completely, just ignore it? We get we have the satellite TV service there, and we have BBC News Twenty Four on it. So we just put that on, and it's like it's like we never left. It's very strange. <laughs> um, and 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 you you feel wow, the UK really does have an outsized influence still, because you can get very specific county by county news in borneo <laughs> you can get you can watch you can watch a story about a pileup in hereford in north borneo in- and you're like why 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 are we getting this <laughs> but but yeah it means we were able to follow british news by the minute pretty much well thank god yes yes harry and megan have once again, told everyone to please leave them alone in five separate high-profile TV <laughs> interviews and now a best-selling book. Just leave them alone, guys. How many <laughs> Netflix series do these people need to make before you leave them the fuck alone? <laughs> when will people get the message, Pierre? Have you, um, have you heard the, bit, the clip of the audiobook that's doing the rounds today? Oh, no. Like oh, a bit man. of audio from the audiobook. Yeah, because he read it himself. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's uh, it's bad. It's um. What what is it about? Is it about him having sex with that the horse lady? No, it's the, a really yeah. lame anagram about Rebecca Brooks. Anagram. Yep. An anagram. Yeah, it's hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a few seconds long, so I'll I'll try and describe it to the listeners while you listen to it, if you like. Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm, I could, I could, if you send it to me, I could even just play it into the microphone here. Well, I don't know if we have the rights. Oh, leave, what about parody law? Leave them alone, Phil. <laughs> I think we'd be covered by parody law, but but if you tell me, um, oh yeah, give me, give me the gist. Um, so basically, it's because Rebecca Brooks, I think, was involved in the press harassment. Yeah, so this is a bit of a blast from the past now, Rebecca Brooks. There's a time when everyone was chatting Brooks all the time, but Rebecca Brooks was that fiery-haired um, lady who worked 
for Glow uh, uh, News Core, was it? No, it was um the phone the mirror, wasn't it? The phone hacking. Let's just Google this because phone hacking. The yeah, but she she worked on the um Murdoch side of, of the press, didn't she? Uh, News of the World. News of the World. That's Murdoch, right? I don't know. Yes, yes, it was. Your mirror isn't. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So it's, it was the the scandal that brought down News of the World, the phone hacking scandal. Yeah, and involved. And she sort of everyone. was editor, CEO. What was she? I can't remember now. Oh, well, high up, whatever. Yeah. Um, right, so so Prince Harry has a story about Rebecca Brooks. No, he just mentions her, and uh, he says that she made up that he went to rehab, and says, "Is it a coincidence that her an anagram of her name is Rehab Crook? <laughs> Re- rehab Crooks." <laughs> and he says this seriously. Um, he seems to say it's a message from the universe or something, but. <laughs> I don't know quite what to make of it. I only have the clip, to be fair. Maybe the rest of the Harry, Harry's book makes him seem really... It's a build-up to a really good point. But it's not a good clip. And it's weird to hear him saying it. Yeah. Oh, God, Pierre. Am I going to listen to the audiobook of Spare? Am I? No, I just really think you should to listen to this one clip, because it's really funny. It's quite partridge. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, uh, Rebecca, I mean, Rebecca, Brooks, I mean, I'm sh- Rebecca Brooks was found not guilty on all charges related to phone hacking, Phil. Fun fun fact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always stood up for her. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I would leave little supportive messages on people's phones. <laughs> um, but yes, we were kept more or less abreast of um, the, the trickling harry william drama about him pushing harry onto a dog bowl you um, you and i have have friends who are big royal freaks um and it's just it's it's like the it's like the 90s for them isn't it that's what struck me is that you look back at the 90s and there's all these scandals and things and and you look and up until recently you'd look at them now and go oh it's all very sort of managed now and here we are again it's exploded and gone mental and everyone has to have an opinion Right, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's kind of ironic, isn't it? Because sort of with the purported intention of undoing uh, or protecting Meghan from what happened to his mother, Harry sort of partly responsible for bringing back that level of drama to to the royals, right? I mean, it's not since sort of, not really since Diana that it's been this dramatic. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, he's trying to either destroy or get rid of the institute. I don't know what the I don't know what the plan is. I'm surprised no, by I don't how think there is a plan. Yeah, I think we give Harry far too much credit. I don't. Yeah. I I think he is living each day as it comes. <laughs> he's a sweet, simple boy, and he's living each day as it comes. He's trying his best. Um, I'm surprised by how woo woo the tone of the whole thing is. Well, I mean, this is fucking. It's it's the sort of California speak that Meghan Markle's brought to it. The yeah, um, the speaking my truth. Once you start talking about my truth, you, you know you're off with the fairies, really. And um, there's no better way of making me doubt everything you say than using the phrase my truth. <laughs> 
because as, as soon as I'm aware that someone has an idea of truth that is individually based yeah and as soon as someone uh, reveals themselves not to believe in a single truth with that which we which we all interpret by that each person has their own truth which needs no no proof and is validated just by existing then then i'm i'm gonna be treating uh things with a little more scrutiny you know yeah i think that's fair Look, here's a here's a question. I still want to hear more about Christmas New Year's because it's New Year's resolutions time, Phil. But I want to know what was the most nostalgic thing you did when you were in Malaysia. Oh, that's a good question. So I hadn't been to Malaysia since the Christmas of 2019. So I haven't I haven't been there since the pandemic started, and I, I had this very I kept it was this very strange feeling of I kept telling myself, oh, the last time I was here was before all these pandemic memories I have. Oh, yeah. All these yeah. memories of being stuck in that flat, of going on sad little jogs on my own, <laughs> of the loneliness and the fear and the strangeness and the number 10 briefings and the, all, all my memories of all those things were happened after the last time I was here. And that it, that always felt very strange because it never felt like it was. It felt, that felt like older than my 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 previous Malaysia memories. Yeah, and they were brighter. Maybe that's good. I don't know. Maybe that's good. Maybe it um, it means that my memories of the worst of the pandemic are sort of locked away in a separate parallel timeline. Yeah, you can now. You can say you can look out the window and say things like it was all some sort of terrible dream, really. <laughs> yeah exactly the most nostalgic thing was ah uh, the thing is when you're much older you come to these things and they kind of feel new again because you, you you're seeing them from an adult yeah um through an adult perspective and, and they don't really seem going to my dad's like hometown which are like basically a village these two villages um in sort of the interior was really nice and eating some of these their special noodles noodles are such a big deal in Sabah. each sort of small town has their own type of noodles oh like their own and style that they've pulled that's um well their own style of cooking usually oh okay um and so going around eating those and you know really getting stuck into these old towns was was really nice um but I'm not a nostalgic person, really, in general. And uh, what was what I actually enjoyed was seeing how things had all changed slightly and moved on and and gotten older. Uh, but it was a really good trip, a really nice trip. Um, how was how was you? Were you on the island? Yes, I was. Yeah, but it was just a sort of quick, a pretty quick visit, and I I I sort of secluded myself to try and because uh, my family various members of family that are normally there weren't there so it was sort of just me and my parents really so i secluded myself and tried to get some writing done on this sort of a windswept island oh that's pretty good so that's that was, very very bronte yeah yeah and i wore the dress and everything so <laughs> <laughs> i had a little fan um very yeah. nice yeah yeah it was fine it was just, I, I always think it's, well, I mean, would you agree that New Year's Eve is, is sort of the naturally the shittest one of all the days? It's pretty crap. Um, and I think the worst New Year's 
Eves, I, in my experience, are when you try and chase a fun New Year's Eve. Yeah. When you embrace it, New Year's Eves are a bit crap. They're a lot more fun. And for this one, we went to a, a, a I mean, when I said out loud, it's very nice. We went to this beach resort um, near my dad's hometown on the coast. And the resort is very, um, it, was, it was quite uh, white lotusy. Which was fun because oh, I've only recently seen that. Nice, yeah. And me, me, <laughs> me and my sister, we just wander around the resort, going da, 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 just sort of like humming the tune <laughs> to ourselves, um, and playing the parts. The and and on New Year's on the on the countdown. So the, the New Year's Eve party was out on the beach, but there was a DJ playing from the balcony of the hotel because it's so hot. Everything's all open plan. So yeah, the the DJ's on this platform like a floor above us with a big LED screen and she's playing these tracks and and beneath her, we're all there just sort of on the grassy beach and dancing along. It's all families and tourists and kids. And she's a really good DJ. Elaine, her name was. Like Elaine? Elaine Chu. Was, Elaine, yeah, just Elaine Chu. Just like a, a, a nice local Chinese gal <laughs> who's good at spinning discs. Her name's Elaine. <laughs> she, I love, I love called the DJ. She's called DJ Elaine. DJ Elaine. <laughs> and, DJ and DJ Mildred. Elaine play- <laughs> and DJ Elaine played some really good tracks. She's good. The mixes are good. Um, but And this sort of encapsulates a lot of Malaysian... Uh, life is that no thought was really given to the propriety of these songs considering the yeah. audience it's like families and little kids and she was playing songs that went like shots 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 and a song that went show me where my freaks at <laughs> and you <laughs> and you look around and it's just small kids and their families and there's like a bouncy castle <laughs> It was um, <laughs> it was quite Napoleon Dynamite, really. But it was really funny and really fun. That's really so that was, funny. It was a good New Year's Eve. It was a good New Year's Eve. You have to sort of embrace the silly crapness of New Year's Eve to really have a good time, I think. Yeah, I like the idea of someone called DJ Elaine dropping wet-ass pussy for a bunch of toddlers on a fancy <laughs> <Ponzi> castle. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Elaine. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> DJ Elaine. Elaine Chang, um, uh, and she had a hype man who I was pretty sure I'm pretty sure was just the general manager of the hotel. <laughs> well, um, was he dressed like the guy from uh, Grand Budapest? Just like very much. Uh, it was just a guy in a suit. To make going, all right, guys, it's coming up. He he just kept <laughs> promising us that midnight <laughs> that midnight was approaching at some point, and he. <laughs> For like hours, he was telling us about how midnight was coming up, um, <laughs> and that that we're all gonna have a great time when it hits midnight. It's really funny um, to say it like three p.m. Midnight's coming because <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. He wasn't wrong. No one could fault him on it on on the facts. Yeah. Um, how about you? Did you sacrifice a virgin or something? What did you do for? Uh, <laughs> well, no, for, I had I had yeah. I'm going to start calling it Nye. Nye. Yeah, N-Y-E. Or N-Y-E. Yeah, Nye. Yeah. I did, uh, I did, and it kind of sounds like saying New Year if you're from like New Orleans or yeah. something. Nye. Or very posh. Nye. 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 What are you doing for Nye? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I did for Nye. 
We're just out of friends in London. Um, nothing fancy. But, Phil, it's resolution time. Have you done resolutions? I have done some resolutions, yeah. Um, I have. Serious ones? They're quite earnest. Or sort of si- yeah, they're earnest. quite earnest, I'm afraid. Yeah, me yeah. too. Oh, um, do you want to go first? We're old my, now, my, my, my first news resolution was always to let the other person go first. So you... Um, <laughs> yeah. You go ahead. Um, uh, let me think. So, well, I got a nice notebook as a gift. Okay, not really. That's not, that's more of a gift than a resolution. No, but I'm You're using Christmas. I'm using the notebook oh. to bully myself into doing the things. Okay. So I've written the resolutions. Yeah, I wrote them all down in the notebook. My first resolution was use this notebook, and then um, that's funny stuff like. Uh, Oh, I, I sorted out my cupboard yesterday. Your cupboard? Yeah, my clo- my wardrobe. Oh, as in you you, you condoed your clothes? Yes. You Marie condoed your clothes? Sorry, yeah, I forgot about Marie Kondo. How soon we forget the heroes of the past. How soon we forget. Yeah, um, I spent the whole the- fucking day carrying huge Father Christmas-style bin bags of, of stuff I'd forgotten about to... Uh, charity shop and now I have a very Steve Jobs minimalist cupboard oh great well done just lots of um, black turtleneck jumpers yes and no belts no belts no belts Um, Um, yeah Marie Kondo was sort of the sound of our time in in Malaysia because um, the the show was on our Netflix um, play next sort of list and it plays that little preview and it kept playing this clip of Marie Kondo go, uh, looking at a very messy house and getting excited and going I love mess <laughs> that, 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 that became the soundtrack of our trip was Marie Kondo going I love mess <laughs> I find I find something odd about her because they are tidying your house shows in the UK and they have been historically but they tend to be quite matronly women saying oh my god God, and sort of getting furious and disgusted. Mm. So, yeah, for Marie Kondo to present herself as a sort of demon who eats mess. Yes, a demon who eats mess um, and sort of is very sweet-seeming in the outside, but it's ob- obviously has the capacity to kill if she wanted to. Yeah, and I, what I like is that she's followed around by an interpreter, which makes her seem like a sort of ambassador, yeah. a sort of like tidiness ambassador at. At the UN of your house. Yes, yeah. She's been sent by by some sort of different, almost from outer space. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's it. She does seem very otherworldly. I think the kill thing is right because you can tell because anyone who takes such joy in in chaos, like you, you know that she's only a few days away from sort of, um describing a, a a person in your life as mess before k- killing them <laughs> yeah and she's so small and nimble i i, I sort of picture i imagine she'd kill you by sort of climbing into you somehow and sort of um breaking a vital organ inside you and then climbing back out really really quickly she'd straighten out your intestines <laughs> no more mess she'd say she ra- unravels them from your torso this gives me joy, she she says as she leaps out holding your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep this, she says as she puts the heart into her human skin knapsack. 
<laughs> so you can't you can't do your wardrobe i did yeah because um, i haven't done it for years and years and years I'm, i don't buy clothes yeah. i do not buy them no me neither me neither it's it's quite a male problem and i'm trying to get better at it yeah and i i did you know i've got a bit better at like getting clothes but if something is like wearable i i find it very hard to throw out because it's still it still you know provides the function of clothing and if yeah. something is still functional i find it very very hard to get rid of yeah you end you end up sort of gesturing at a drawer and sort of saying to yourself does it not cover my shame <laughs> does it not um yeah and not just the wardrobe phil but i here's two more new year's resolutions only good socks only good pants only good socks, only good pants, mm. as in in good condition. Yeah, or like nice looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just good so, ones. Uh, are we talking about a zero, um, a zero tolerance for holes, zero hole tolerance, zero hole tolerance, and and for socks especially zero um war almost worn through heel tolerance. Mm. Yeah, I, that's very admirable. I'm trying to get to zero hole. Um, by twenty by like, twenty twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a you, zero you, hole target you've become like you become the chinese government for holes and socks you've been pursuing a zero hole policy <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah but, exactly yeah i'm trying to get to zero i'm trying to get to zero hole <laughs> yeah um but it's hard think- it's hard because like if, if you have a pair of boxes and there's like a small hole right in the gooch you think yeah. i mean th- you think this is an ideal but no one's gonna find out and it still performs the the main functions of a piece of underwear well, you start to convince yourself that in a way, maybe a hole in the gooch is ideal. Yeah, maybe it allows just the right amount of air circulation. Um, and it, 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 it isn't, it, does, it doesn't reveal a part of you that traditionally has to be hidden from, from polite society, yeah. you know? Do you think, the gooch um, is a famously neutral zone. Yes, it's true. Do you think um, Greta Thunberg would do a big speech about the betrayal of our failure to get to zero hole? <laughs> you have stolen my dreams with your whole, holy underwear. She <laughs> She's holding up a pair of your pants in the UN. <laughs> you have stolen my dreams. Like, oh God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll get Sorry, new pants. Uh, it's just I I have I'm busy and I forgot they were there and I washed them and I Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I I made the commitment, Phil. I, I I I sat and I went through all the pants and socks and went, "You know what? I I felt I felt like uh someone someone in a in a movie selecting the the elite of a team or of some kind." Yeah, that's fun. That's nice. You got to yeah. give yourself a high bar. Yeah, you do. It's tough, but you got to do it. You got to do it. I need to throw some shit out for sure. Okay, so that's a good news resolution. Yeah, that you've already done, which is impressive. It's because of the power do of the you have notebook. Anything overarching? Right, right, right. Do you have a sort of overarching sort of change to your character news resolution? Um, what will be the kind of person who actually does these things and doesn't let them hang around for years? I guess is the theme of most mm-hmm. of them. Um, yeah, yeah. And the notebook's good because you look and the sh- the shame of a missing tick next to the item. It's it it it's the same thing that makes me yeah. compl- complete video games compulsively. I think. I was just about to say you, you yeah it's, it's about gamifying life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which is why I eat all those golden rings. 
<laughs> and if I slip and fall, they all come tumbling out of my mouth and anus. <laughs> and you hurry to eat them back up. <laughs> yeah. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Oh, hello. Um, I'm just calling because um, it's the 1st of January and I am, um, I'm trapped. I'm trapped in a field. So, um, near Parliament. Parliament. You've got to pronounce the I, otherwise what's the point in having it? Anyway, um, so, I, I, so I'm addicted to sulfur. It's a very unusual addiction, I know, but I love it. Um, normally I can, I can get what I need from eggs, like various birds, um, but there's something of an egg shortage in the UK at the moment, and so I couldn't get my usual eggs, and I knew it was New Year's Eve, and I knew there was sulfur in fireworks, and so I snuck into the field bit where they put all the fireworks for the display um, for central London and the lit, lit, it, uh, lit it up, and I was in there, and I, I was nibbling and nibbling at the tubes to get at the sulphur, um, like a smarty spaghetti. And I was there for too long. I lost track of time. Um, and I get very sleepy when I'm full of sulphur. And I was awoke, awoken by the display um, going off, and it has singed my hair. And I was briefly on one of the rockets and only let go a few meters in the air. Um, it was frightening, and mainly was just sort of screaming and being briefly exploded for d at midnight. And then I've, I've been too afraid to move since, and I just had a little sleep in the f around, surrounded by the charred stubs of grass and, and wooden stakes. So if you could send the firemen or to, to help to drag me out, um, by my foot. My foot is the only unburnt part. Please help. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hi guys, a quick intercession here. Two plugs, I forgot to pluggy plug. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, my Soho Theatre run has been extended, if you don't know, I've mentioned it before. So there are three extra dates, Monday the 6th of February, Tuesday the 7th of February, 8th of February. It's a Wednesday. Um, so do come along. Uh, all the other days are pretty much sold out uh, unless you buy a seat on your own. And in which case, go for it. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so please <clears throat> do come to Soho Theatre Central London if you are around. Um, another plug that's a bit sooner, uh, um, Sarah Barron, who's a fantastic comedian, is doing the 18th to the 21st of January. So that's next week, as this comes out next week. Um, and her show Hard Feelings is really, really good. I just think it's great. And you should go see it. There you go. Bye. So what about you? What, uh, give us a taste of, of your, your resolution. Um, <clears throat> well, my, my earnest one is to try and be um, a little nicer. Because last year, my resolution was to be more selfish. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> my last year's resolution was to be more selfish. To try it out. Because I'd... I'd not in my life before that been very selfish and I felt like I'd, I'd missed out on a lot by not being more selfish and by sort of <clears throat> caring too much about other people. And so I thought, oh, let's give selfishness a go. So I did all of last year quite selfish. You had a selfish um, year. I had a selfish year. I had a selfish year, 2022. <laughs> and at the end of it, I was like, yeah, yeah, this has been all right, but there's also something sort of feels like there's something dark eating away at my core so maybe this year i'll um, i'll try the opposite and so this year i'm trying to be kind i'm trying to be like very compassionate both to myself and to others okay and maybe and then maybe once i've done my kind compassionate year i'll compare it with my selfish year and see sort of where which point of the compassion a spectrum I, I want to occupy so this okay. year I'm, I'm being kind so get your requests in this year folks because uh wang's uh, he's handing out sweets this year he's 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 trying his best he, this is end of christmas carol wang okay i see i see this yeah. is interesting though you should try and write up what it was like to have a selfish year i would there'd be a really interesting article or something huh i wonder if i can summarize it it was freeing but lonely uh -huh. I, I think that maybe being kind is um what would i say it's um it's a little more joyful Ugh, joyful such a gross word it's a little more rewarding but uh tiring maybe well i mean uh, you're sort of accepting that you're necessarily tied into other people aren't you that's it. That's it. And I'm not in. I don't find people very interesting, which is another thing I've realised, <laughs> is that I don't find people in general interesting. I don't care about <laughs> people's lives or their stories. I think I, I, I've never read a biography I thought was um, good. I don't care. I really don't care about other people's lives, and I find it strange when other people care about other people's lives and so when i wrote my book which is about my life broadly speaking i was like who the hell is going to read this and people read it and liked it and i was very very grateful for that um and that sort of showed me oh this is actually quite a me thing not to, not to care about other people's lives 
Um, yeah, I think I would say I would say so. It's very funny as well to produce an, an object into a market that you yourself would never endorse. <laughs> well, it's kind of like how uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't let his kids on Facebook or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um... yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or my uh, three-hour mouth noise album. <laughs> but no, it's just it's just not. Um, I just think I don't see it as like a a, a personal thing. It's just like other people are just a genre i don't i have no interest in but i'm trying to change that this year i'm trying to be more interested in other people and more compassionate i don't know if i don't know if you can synthesize that feeling but um, i'm gonna give it a go that's interesting what's what do you think is you have you done the thing where you break it down into little steps little steps well in part the big step is like being nicer to myself and not um not getting going getting i'm very i'm very hard on myself yes when i get something wrong yes and you I are think that's because yes. yeah i mean you know this very well i but that's because i get such a thrill from criticizing other people i feel <laughs> i i have i give myself these very high standards because then if i meet those standards i'm qualified to be really critical of everybody else yeah and you can you can you can shrug and say these are just the rules these are the rules and I abide by them. Yeah. So now I'm going, I'm trying the other tack where I'm like, it's okay if you mess up because it's okay if I mess up. And I'm uh, going to see where, where it takes me. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. This is, you're like a mm. character in some sort of Bill Murray movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think we should, we don't take enough opportunity of New Year's resolutions to just do a personal experiment for a year. Yeah, that's true. It's a good idea. And I like how it's sort of, well, it's tangible and intangible. I like that a lot. Hmm. Maybe I should do a more hmm. a, a more intangible one, a more philosophical one. Now that I've sorted out the old pants, socks, debacle. Well, this, well, this is the thing. My news resolution has made it also, I, I've been a lot more productive just in the first week of this year. Because instead of like going, oh, I'm not going to bother with this email, I tell myself, it'll be a kind thing to do to yourself, for yourself, to take care of this email. Because you'll feel so much better afterwards. Do this email as a gift to yourself. Ah. And then I do it, and it's done. And it's done. things I've been putting off for genuinely months have been done in five minutes. And, <laughs> and once I've now framed it as a, these gifts to myself instead of a task I have to, I have to do. It's made things a little easier. What um is is there anyone anyone that you can mention that was like such an easy thing? Because I I have that with meter readings. Oh yeah, um like I got um hmm, what is it one I can actually uh talk about? I mean genuinely uh, emails about things about gigs about you know bits of work. Um, I got locked out of something online and I, I and and the process of you know getting back in was yeah. you know a bit involved and i just put it off for months and months and months and it but it was you know it was un inconvenient to be locked out of this thing and then i just thought just fucking do it so what if just do it it'd be nice to yourself if it doesn't work fine but it's a gift to yourself just do it and honestly it was done in 10 minutes it's done <laughs> it's just done it's so quickly done uh, and it's that's something that's been on, in the back of my head for months. It's just so silly. Task avoidance, executive dysfunction. These are the terms. 
Executive dysfunction. What is that? Yeah, give it a Google. Have a look. There's different versions of it. Um. Uh, anyone listening to this relating very hard to the idea of not being able to do anything for no reason, give give that a Google. See what you think. It's um. Executive dis executive dysfunction is a term used to describe the range of cognitive, behavioral, and emotional difficulties which often occur as a result of another disorder or a traumatic brain injury. Yeah, but it's less crazy than it sounds. Oh, it's also here we go. Individuals with executive dysfunction struggle with planning, problem solving, organization, and time management. Yes. Mm. Okay, so it's like a broad, broad term for, for all these difficulties. Yes, and it's adulting, sort of... Pierre. You could call it. Yeah. <laughs> adulting is hard. Adulting is hard. Phil, you should write that down. Has anyone said this? Adulting is hard. I don't know. I don't think. I think that is the first time I've heard it put into those words. And I think yeah. it's the first time I've heard it phrased so neatly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, being an adult, you know, it comes with all these freedoms. Um, but it also comes with all these responsibilities. It's a bit like, I don't know, it's a bit of a gilded... I don't know. I don't know if you've heard this phrase either. I don't want to barrage you with new phrases. But it's a bit of yeah. a gilded cage, really, being... A, a what, sorry? Being a, a gilded cage. Um, cage is in like... I don't know if you want to... A cage like for an animal. Right, yeah, that's right. A cage okay. for an animal, but in this case, it's you, a person. I'm in the cage, you're okay. You're in the cage, but the cage is gold, it's gilded, it's, so it's very nice. It's a nice cage. It's a nice... Yeah, I mean, when you say it back at me, it sounds weird, and I'm starting to think, is, am I getting that right? Is this a am Malaysian that thing? Right? It sounds no, it's not. I, no, it's not. I know it sounds like sort of something from a foreign culture, a distant land, but it's. I think people here have sometimes say it a, go, a gilded, a gold, a gilded cage. A gilded cage. Um, so I'm trapped, mm. but it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Or like there's there's plus sides to being trapped. Really? I don't know if that oh. makes any sense. Or like it's a trade. It's a trade-off because you you don't want to be trapped, but you like gold because it's a precious metal. Right. Um, but I can't. Okay. Yeah. But I can't leave, even though I. It's nice, but I want you to leave. You can't leave. It's a cage. It's a cage. No, it's a cage. You're caged. You're God. trapped. But 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 some people would say, well, why would you want to leave, being surrounded as you are by gold, which is something that a lot of people want. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah, okay. it's a tough. It's a tough one. It's a tough it's, one. It's a real push me, pull me. Yeah, it's a very. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm going to have to spend some time thinking about that one, Phil. That is. Um, you I don't, have to I'd, take I'd, a philosophy I'd, evening class to really wrap your head around that. Uh, one. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, first you said adulting is hard, and I'm worried, I'm still bowled over by that. <laughs> <laughs> You've, you've summed up that feeling I had this morning when I thought about doing a meter reading and, well, using a toaster. <laughs> oh, well, I had a new washing machine installed today, Pierre, and I it's given me a new lease of life. I'm so thrilled it's done. Yeah. I'm so thrilled. I mean, I cannot wait to discover the one thing that's wrong with it. Yeah, it's so exciting. But... <laughs> but it is otherwise done, and I can wash clothes in my own home, Pierre. Isn't it kind of nice when you, you lose access to these things, and then when you get them back, you're like, oh, I can wash clothes in my own house? It feels uh, like a superpower. No going I mean, down the road for me. Uh, yeah. I remember the relief when I used to live in, a, in a, a soaking wet little flat, and it had a horrible old washing machine that was like... Um, 
smaller than an oven. So it took so many loads in a row to get your cl- all your clothes done. And they all smelt of mold. <laughs> they were so bad. I, it, was, they, it was worse than if there had not been a machine. Because it made you think you could use the machine. And yeah, yeah. I was one of those guys who had all his laundry in a, in a bin bag and walked to the weird giant laundromat with a jingling pocket fill. And this wasn't even because the washing machine was broken necessarily. It was just effectively a mold spreader. Yeah, it was a sort of going like, would you like to very slowly throughout the day make sure that t- small clumps of your clothes smell of mold? Mm. And I, I said, no. No, not anymore. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then I went to this place which had dryers so big you could tumble dry a full duvet. Oh, brilliant. Wow. It was that's a, good. That's that's big. Yeah, it was an industrial laundrette, I guess, is the British version. Yeah, I'm I'm always a little like huh, surprised to see one in the UK because in my mind yeah. it's so heavily associated with New York. Yeah, that's it. Because they're the flats that really don't have enough space for a, a washing machine. Some of them aren't allowed through because of building code. Ah, oh, ah, oh. that makes sense. But it, yeah, you're right. It's a very, it's a very um, um, uh, interstitial scene in Seinfeld sort of location. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Whereas in the in well, certainly in London, they seem to just be in places um, more on the more in the sort of, well, well, I guess by necessity, close to places where people are more likely to have horrible washing machine scenarios, like um, like the one I had. Clothes were just never dry mm. as well because the flat was damp. Mm, I was just yeah. damp for a year. Damp, you damp, yeah. I remember your damp, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah my damp. Turn my... up to things, just dripping. Dripping. <laughs> Everywhere you went. My resolution is to be clammy to the touch. <laughs> for a whole year. Yeah. I would love to, I would lo- genuinely though, I would love to read like a, some piece of writing about your selfish year, because I also really love. I really laughed at you saying, felt like there was something eating at you. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was like, it's. It was always like I'd swallowed something dark. I don't know if you can ex- dis- imagine this feeling of having swallowed something very dark. Um, I'm. I'm picturing. But, uh, yeah. It, I'm picturing venom. <clears throat> Like yeah, Spider-Man. I mean, I guess the, the closest... It's kind of like every time I, I said something mean about someone else or myself, it's like having a little cigarette. and is and But the tar built up over the year. The tar yeah. in me just built up. Yeah, it was like... Um, I'm going to try go a year without tar. It was like the evil demon from Fern Gully. I don't know Fern Gully. Oh, it's great. Well, I, relying on a completely childhood memory. I think Tim Curry voices it. Oh, I like it's Tim this... Curry. We went to the same school. He went to my school in Bath. Did he? Yeah. In a sort of Adam Sandler way. What do you mean? He had to come or back like... and finish it, finish it <laughs> with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant actor. <laughs> Stupid student. Stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, I recommend uh, Googling the, the, the sort of oily goop villain from Fern Gully who represents pollution, and you might find... Okay. You might find a good visual metaphor for your own for your own joy in sort of saying what an idiot about yourself or others. Fern gully pollution monster. 
Yeah. Villain? I guess he's the villain. Oh, it's, it's a, a cartoon. Yeah, it's a oh. very Captain Planet sort of thing. Beautiful yeah, movie. Yeah, very Captain Planet vibes. Oh, it's a movie? Yeah. Oh, hey, this does look nice. It's one of those sort of slightly forgotten animation classics, I think. Is it British? No, no, I think it's American. Oh, but that looks good. It was in the heyday of Tim Curry. Home Alone 2, Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island, what an incredible movie. Some cracking songs in that. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. What did he think he We've was doing? We've got cabin fever. Ba, 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 da, ba. <laughs> What's the opening song? It's so good. Like the, the, pirate, the pirate song. Shiver my timbers, shiver uh, my soul. Oh, yeah. Shiver my timbers, mm. shiver my souls. Yo, ho, yo. Really good. There's men with hearts as black as coal. Ho, and ho, their name's Phil Wang. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a heart as black as coal for the past year, Phil. Tell us about that. That'll be a funny I have, interview. I have. But I've now compressed it into a diamond. <laughs> That would be a really funny, like, red carpet interview with one of those big microphones, like a Hollywood or like E Entertainment. We've heard you've got a yeah. heart as black as coal. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Phil, Phil, here, um, Jeanette from E News. We've heard that you have a heart as black as coal. Tell, uh, what do you tell all the. You're watching E News. What that feels like having a heart as black as coal. Was that fun? <laughs> We've heard a little secret from your co-stars, and you start going, "Oh no!" <laughs> that you've got a heart as black as coal. Oh, who told you that? Was it Timothy? <laughs> um, you yeah, shake, yeah. You shake your like, fist, Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a hard as black as coal. The rest of the gang, they really, you know, they really make fun of me for it. But uh, <laughs> I, um, I just don't think life in general is uh, has all that much intrinsic value. Um, but this, <laughs> you know, in many ways, that's what this movie's about. It's, um, it's, um, um, yeah, so that'd be fun. funny. That'd be funny. That's good. That's a good idea for a sketch. Like really, like sort of red carpet deep questions. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite funny. But pitched by like a sort of Paris Hilton figure. That's right. That's right. Yeah, really searching. <laughs> there's a, there's a, and it's such an American thing. There's a this is incredible clip. I don't know if you've seen it. It's I think the the hall, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame awards party or something. Yeah. And this British rock band has been I can't remember who they are. I'm sorry if they're like a classic band, but they've just been inducted into the the Hollywood or the oh. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is and um, this girl, very peppy American. It's the Cure girl. It's Robert oh, Smith is from it the right. Cure. Right, right, right. And the very, very peppy host girl is like, "Oh my God, are you guys excited?" And he just goes, "Well, not as much as you, apparently." <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's just so well delivered. <laughs> it's just so good. I love it so much. Oh, I love that. Well, Phil, it's time we've we we've done so much. Uh, it's time to slink away to the VIP area in Marie Kondo's brain we must slink into into the the Kondo sphere um and as a little teaser for those of you not signed up to the Patreon I will be talking to Pierre about Avatar 2 which I oh. saw in Malaysia oh yes <laughs> and I please. have some thoughts about um 
So if that doesn't get you to sign up to Patreon, to be honest, I don't know what will. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's been great to catch up again. I um, hope you had a nice festive period and happy new year. Crappy poos me, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.